Welcome to Lay's Little Golden Books. I hope you kids enjoy today's story, and maybe the grown-ups will remember it from their own childhood. Charles Peralt's Puss in Boots, retold by Katherine Jackson, a classic little golden book. There was once a miller's youngest son whose father had left him nothing in all the world save a cat. How am I to live, cried the poor lad. With no more fortune than this, Puss and I are sure to starve. Now the cat, having heard his master's words, did not like the sound of them at all. Good Master Caraba, said he. Only give me a pair of boots, a plumed hat, and an empty bag, and I will make you rich. Caraba did as the cat asked. And Puss, gallantly dressed in his fine new clothes, scooped a measure of grain into his bag and hurried off to the woods. There he quickly caught a rash young rabbit who came to eat the grain. Puss went straight to the palace of the king. Since the king liked nothing better than rabbit pie, Puss was soon bowing before him. My noble master, the Marquis of Carabas, sends you this gift, said he, and with it the greetings of a loyal subject. Your master is most generous, Puss in Boots, the king replied. The next day, Puss trapped two plump partridges and gave them to the king. Day after day, he brought some small game and presented it in the name of the Marquis of Carabas. And day after day, the king grew more curious about this noble Marquis. At last, one morning, he and his daughter, the most beautiful princess in all the world, drove out to learn all they could about him. No sooner did their coach turn toward the river than Puss went running home as if his life depended on it. Good Master Caraba, he cried, you must bathe in the river at once. So great was his excitement that the miller's lad did so without asking why or wherefore. And the moment he was in the water, Puss gathered up his dusty, shabby clothes and hid them under a large rock. Then as the king's coach passed, out he ran, waving his arms and crying, Help! Help! My master is drowning! The king remembered Puss in Boots well. He sent his guards running to pull the astonished Caraba out of the water. While all this was going on, Puss told the king that some knave had stolen all his master's fine clothing and run off with it. Bring the Marquis of Carabas the finest suit in the palace, the king said to his master of the wardrobe. This was soon done, and when the miller's lad had dressed in it, he was so handsome that the beautiful princess looked at him once and loved him with all her heart. As for Caraba, he sat at her side, wondering at her beauty and wishing the ride might never end. Puss, by this time, was running well ahead of the coach. All this land belongs to the Marquis of Carabas, he told the workers in the fields, and any who deny it will be chopped as fine as herbs for the pot. So each time the king leaned out to ask who owned the land, the frightened workers told him, The Marquis of Carabas and no other. 
While the king marveled at the richness of the land, Caraba marveled at his daughter's beauty and sweetness. And Puss, well pleased with himself, went running ahead to the castle of the wicked ogre who really owned all these fields. He walked boldly through the great courtyard and the stately rooms, and at last he came upon the frightful ogre himself. I have heard, said Puss, looking far braver than he felt, that you can turn yourself into a lion. But I cannot believe that even you can do that. Can't you? the ogre bellowed. In the twinkling of an eye, he had turned into a terrible, roaring lion and back into an ogre again. Wonderful indeed, cried Puss. But I have also heard that great as you are, you can turn yourself into a tiny mouse. Surely this is not possible. See for yourself, roared the furious ogre, and at once he was a small gray mouse scurrying across the floor. This suited Puss perfectly. One pounce and both mouse and ogre were gone forever. Puss ran to the gates barely in time to throw them open for the royal coach. Welcome to the castle of my noble master, the Marquis of Carabas, he cried. When the king saw the richness and beauty of the castle, he was sure that the Marquis of Carabas was a proper young man indeed. And after a magnificent feast that Puss had ordered prepared, he declared that no one but the noble Marquis was worthy of his daughter's hand. Both Caraba and the princess were overjoyed. Their wedding took place that very day. And no one rejoiced more than Puss in Boots, who lived with the Marquis and his beautiful bride forever after. The end.